Alright, welcome back everybody to another episode of the Come and Take It Podcast. Once again, this is your boy Christian and I am here uh, once again trying to figure this thing out with the whole microphone and the camera stuff. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the last uh, video um, and hopefully you guys enjoyed the last game because this game was rough. Um, but let's, let me just go ahead and put my social media out there before we do anything just so you can, um, I guess find out where I'm at and stuff like that so um first let's go on Twitter Twitter is gonna be Chris Putalia C-R-I-S-P-U-T-T-A whoa I just forgot my last name P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z and then on Instagram if you want to find me there it's gonna be uh Christian Putalias, which is my full name which is C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z and then another thing that I'm going to try to keep up with, um, pretty bad at it, but, you know, we're, we're starting a new thing, so hopefully I'll be able to keep up with it, is the, the podcast itself has a new Instagram, which is um, Come and Take It Pod on Instagram. So if you don't want to, you know, follow me personally and, like, see pictures of my kids and all that stuff and you just want to see uh, soccer content, Go ahead and just follow the the Instagram for the podcast itself. Um, so that being said, those are the information where you can find me, hit me up. Um, like I always say, if you want to be part of this, if you want to be uh, a co-host uh, on a time or two, or if you want to come to a game with me and stuff like that, let me know. Let's arrange something if you want to meet up before the game, after a game, whatever it is. Um, and then, um, but yeah. That's where you can hit me up. Uh, also, I would like to um, talk about other podcasts that are actually covering the Dynamo 2. And they have pretty cool stuff that they're doing. Uh, first of all, I want to shout out Generation Orange. They've also been shouting me out. So shout them out uh, with uh, Sean and Mark. Um, they've been doing a heck of a job. They do a great podcast uh, on a weekly basis. I think is on Thursdays. Um, and they have really cool, now they have a really cool intro and a cool, a really cool outro. So check those out, um, you know, on Instagram, on Twitter, I believe, mostly on Twitter, uh, under the, uh, Generation Orange. And then, uh, check out The Peel as well. The Peel 05 on all the social media with Justin, with, um, who is the other guy? Ed, or Edgar? Man, I'm blanking the name of these guys. I have my phone in my pocket. I'm going to pull it out because I don't want to be uh, mean. So I think it's Josh, Justin, and well, a look for that. Also, go check out uh, Down in the Valley uh, also with uh, actually with the same guy that I'm blanking his name on. And the guy was nice enough to hit me up the other day. Um, so that's kind of messed up. But... Uh, Edson, I'm sorry, I, why well, I keep calling you Edgar? But yeah, Edson Ochoa, uh, Justin, and Josh. Um, they do, uh, like I said, the PO5, check them out on uh, all social medias as well. They do a great show on Mondays, um, <clears throat> so check them out. And then I'm blanking on somebody else. Oh, Keeping Tabs, check, them out, check those guys out. They also do another podcast. Keeping tabs, but they also do um, other, you know, other things other than than just soccer. Sometimes talk about the Rockets, the Texans, the Roughnecks, and stuff like that. So if you're a little bit looking for a little extra 
uh, on your soccer podcast. We'll check those guys out. And then also switch to pitch. Uh, that's more on the reading side with Darby, Lo- Darby Lockridge. And then, uh, of, of course, Dynamo Theory with the guys from Dynamo Theory. So with Dustin and uh, and Jesus and Derek. I'm blanking on everybody's name today. But that's all the all the podcasts, all the media that you can consume and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, hit those guys up. Watch uh, their stuff. Read their stuff and uh, pretty cool stuff. So, and before I start with anything Dynamo related today, I wanted to give a uh, a shout out to uh, some of my friends out there. I don't know if they're listening. I don't know if they care, but I'm just gonna take a, a sip of my tea real quick uh, so they can see what I'm what I'm talking about. So yeah, maybe uh, dead air is not the greatest thing for um, a podcast. But if you go to the visual, you'll be able to see exactly what I was, what I was doing, uh, which is basically uh, just shouting out my uh, the love of my life over here, uh, Boca Juniors. We are the champions of the Super League in Argentina, um, and yeah. So before I wanted to <clears throat> get all sad and depressed, I wanted to be a little bit happy with uh, Boca Juniors being the champions of Argentina once again. Because River couldn't keep up. I mean, they just couldn't get a couple of points extra to win the championship. Um, if you're interested in that, it's a whole crazy ordeal. Uh, River has been on top of the table for like seven, eight weeks now. And we've been trailing them for one, two points. And then River decides to tie the last two games of the season, which gave us the opportunity to overcome and pass them. Um, so we we ended up winning the Superliga by one point. You know, over there in Argentina, we don't do the whole playoff thing. It's just like it's like the Premier League or, or like La Liga or whatever other leagues that you follow in Europe. It's basically the best team overall that has, I guess, that would be the Community Shield here in the U.S. That is the winner. Um, there's no such thing as playoffs and stuff like that. So uh, we are the, I guess, yeah, we are the champions. I guess I can include myself in it. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty intense game. Um, actually, that Boca's game was being played at the same time as River was playing in a different part of the country, and also at the same time the Dynamo were playing. So it was kind of hard to keep up with uh, three games at the same time. So I had to rewatch the Dynamo, which means that I had to suffer once again the four goals from S- uh, SKC to us. A terrible game. To say the least, by the Houston Dynamo. Uh, so let's just go ahead and jump onto the game. We're going to make this quick and painless. Um, honestly, I didn't even want to do this. Uh, just because whenever we get beat so bad, it's just like it doesn't even it doesn't even feel good to talk about it, you know. But, um, you know, we got to give the people what they want, you know. So uh, this is my game review. So basically the first 10 minutes, that we, we came out pretty strong. We came out fighting. We came out, you know. With a good back and forth between SKC and in um, the Houston Dynamo, we looked like a team like that wanted to win, but also we looked like a team that had no idea what they were doing. Obviously, everything that I say is my opinion. It's like those Twitter bios. Everything I say is my opinion, not my uh, my job or whatever, or my employer or whatever. Um, but I still think that. Um, 
even even after this game even more, I still think that we need a number 10. Number 10 is like a vital position and to me personally, it's probably the most important position in a soccer team because it's the player that actually holds the ball, controls the ball, distributes the ball, keeps the ball, loves the ball, passes the ball, like literally does everything with the ball. He is like the king of the field in a way obviously everybody has a function but he his function is to be the main you know uh manager of the ball if that if that's a thing you know um we we just could not keep the ball for like 10 minutes i mean in my opinion all that all i saw was you know we win the ball back and we tried to give it to Manotas when he's fighting with, you know, the center backs back there and the, all the defense back there. Uh, you know, just the long ball to Memo uh, so he can fight it over there. He probably was the one that had a better game than everybody else. And he still had a crappy game. Uh, so that tells you a lot about the, the, the game and the team. Um, but, yeah, it's just, just too many long balls. Um, but we, we we were pushing, you know, we were trying, we, we, we tried to kind of make something work. Um, but obviously, 16 minutes came around, um, and that's when they had their first goal. So Pulido, obviously, brings, um, even though he, he wasn't, like, shining, he had every ball that he touched was kind of very important for, for SKC. And obviously, the first one being the 16-minute putting uh, the ball in the back of the net. Um and that goal pretty much showed how the Dynamo basically was going to play the whole entire game. It was high pressure, uh, pushing everything up. But then whenever SKC would attack back uh, on a counter, we'd just be out of place. Like, there was so much space. Even I was watching the game. I actually did watch some of the Dynamo game last night um, with my dad and my brother after the Boca game. And even they pointed out there was so much space between the lines. Like, the defense was way back. Vera and Boniek were, like, way in the middle. And then just, like, everybody else was, like, pressuring high. And, and like, it shows right there, you know. Kinda got the ball almost, like, half, like, half, like, in the midfield, halfway in the field. And he just brought it in. Brought it in. No pressure. And, you know, he was able to give that, you know. Bing, bing, boom. Uh, there was, you know, a little bit of luck for, in their part. But, um, and, you know, Pulido just got a good ball. And he placed it in a good place. And, you know, there was nothing uh, marriage could do. And it was 1-0. You know, 1-0. Uh, and we just continued shooting those long balls. Long balls. Long balls. For Manotas to fight. For, for Manotas to try to bring it down and kind of hold it. When he had three, four plays around him, and everybody was barely coming up then, and like, we, you know, I've been listening or I've been looking at uh, the Dynamo practices per se. I'm not really looking at them, but you know what, what you can see in social media and what Tab Ramos is looking, or is you know kind of reading or not reading, but he's teaching, I guess, in a way, or coaching. Um, and they're talking about passing, like they're talking about being secure by your passes. Uh, you know, with the pressure and da da da, but so many unnecessary long balls, unnecessary just straightforward balls, like with no destination, and we could not put like two three passes together at all. Um, terrible. 
and that's when number uh, minute 25 comes in and another reckless defending moment uh, ended up in a free kick with obviously no man marking and Pulido got his head on it and then Espinosa got the double head like the, the double ball the second ball sorry not the double ball and that put us down 2-0 by minute 25 let me tell you and the Dynamo just still kind of like running wild out there you know but we were trying to keep trying to stay in the game trying to keep pushing trying to push forward but with no ideas nobody handling the ball the times that we get the ball we couldn't put two passes together just basically all of the same uh i wrote down here like passing like 48 times because we were just terrible at passing and that's what basically what we needed um minute 30 you can see that i mean skc was playing the perfect game they were playing high pressure as well great pressure they were making the dynamo make mistakes real quick and as soon as they would get the ball they would just you know touch 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 control control and keep the ball um and then the only thing we had was just you know give it find manotas give it to manotas and manotas like all alone up in the front all alone and that was it that was the first half first half was kind of boring in a way uh it was just beautiful to be honest to see skc play almost a perfect game all the players kind of knew what they were doing they all they knew the role the houston animals looked like freaking chickens with no heads on just running everywhere trying to win in a, in a ball trying to fight a ball it was just terrible terrible soccer for the for from the houston animal um so second half we came out swinging we came out fighting we were looking we know we got a couple shots from memo we got uh, a shot from t-mac that freaking flew up to the moon but you know at the end of the day there were still shots there were still you know us trying to find something to to do to score on to to go out and to put something together you know um but uh, everything got deflated when the third goal came at minute 65. So we gave them another 15, 15, about 15, 20 minutes of good fighting. Um, but fighting, like I continue to say, with no ideas whatsoever. And uh, kinda, kinda, uh, turned out to be a great, a great buy for them. Which is, uh, I wrote down, the worst nightmare for an H-Town owner, for, you know, a Houston Denim owner. It basically goes to show how well, like, it shows how well investment could work or pay off. So basically, they went out there, SKC had, didn't have a terrible season, but had not a great season, right? So they went out there and they were like, you know what? We're going to spend some money. We're going to put our crap together and we're going to go out there and get a freaking striker. I don't know where SKC went and got Pulido, one of the best strikers in Mexico. First of all, I don't know where they found this guy, Kinda, somewhere in Israel. Um, and they brought him back, and the dude is already both players, two games, two goals scored. Pulido had one like full, like legit assist, and then even the second, the second goal was basically almost an assist from him because he was the one that fought for the header. And they both play so well, like Kinda controls the ball he knows like super comfortable with the ball at his feet knows where to go knows where to play knows where to throw the ball and then pulido you know in the first game i i didn't see him that well because I, I actually watched the skc vancouver game and 
he's just a good number nine. Like, you don't see him often, but when you see him, he's, like, a vital, important piece in the team. Like, he's fighting for the ball. He's uh, fighting for every ball that he can get his hands on. He's putting some good passes. He's fighting for the ball to give the chance for the second ball to be a good rebound for one of his players. In this case, like, for example, Kinda or, or Gerso or Spinoza in the second goal. Um, so basically, it just shows, like, man, SKC went out to, to like, fight it. And, and to be honest, after watching this game and after watching Vancouver the Vancouver game and watching this game, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if FKC, you know, went out there and next game they actually play in Atlanta, which is going to be a very interesting game to to play or to see actually, because you know Atlanta is one of the one of the favorites to win it all. Even even with without Joseph Martinez, they still managed to 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 get a win. Um, so SKC actually has to go to Atlanta and play Atlanta over there, but it's going to be a good game to see if SKC is actually up to. You know, up to um, the standard, I guess, of play of being an elite, you know, MLS team, per se. Um, shoot, I'm I'm even talking more about SKC than the Dynamo right now. To be honest, that's how crappy your game was. Uh, but basically, my whole point is to try to show and to agree with all those people that keep hating and commenting and tweeting and saying stuff about how the owners are terrible and they need to spend money and stuff like that um obviously in in a way i agree with them i think you know our owners have to drop some cash if we want to see uh, good results but i think also i think we had a terrible game and i don't know if if having one star player can can change a game like that like this is a whole team effort and and we play like the Dynamo played a shitty game, and I don't think you know it's just one game. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of people saying, "Oh, we suck. We you know we're terrible, same as last year." And it's like, bro, calm down. Second game of the season, first a gateway, uh, you know, away game. Obviously, um, th- like the team, st- you know, still trying to get some some you know glue together to to stick. Um, a lot of, not a lot of new players, but and with the new coach and new ideas, new this, new that, and I think we're still even trying to find our, our starting eleven. Like we don't have, honestly, T Mac cannot start. First of all, he is not a starter, so I don't know. T Mac and T Martinez, not starters. So um, we need to. I mean, personal opinion, we need to get rid of them. As soon as possible. And by get rid of them, I don't know what you want to do. But uh, what I mean is not start them. If they want to sell them, if they want to literally get rid of them, like behind the scenes, I wouldn't mind at this point in time. Um, And not because I don't like the the guys. You know, they seem like really cool guys and they seem like they could be good players. But they're not showing their potential. Like Tomas Martinez is a DP and he's playing like a freaking regular ass dude. Like sometimes I'm like, man, I could go in there and do a better job. Obviously I'm not because I'm, I can't, you know, but, um, it just kind of sucks that you have a DP and he's nowhere to be found. And it sucks that you have a player on the right side, like T-Mac and he's just not doing much. Um, like I said, you know, Memo, Memo, Memo Martinez, Memo Rodriguez is probably, a prime example of what we need like 
the dude is literally fighting for every ball, like fighting his heart out, trying to get some shots in, trying to get some good passes in. Like he seemed to be like the only player with Valentin. Like I thought they were the only two or the two that stood out the most to me personally that were playing their heart the most, you know. Uh Beta and Boniek um were also not solid, but they were fighting. But I think they were they were out there more because they uh Kansas City was attacking more. Therefore they had to do more work. Um so it's not like they wanted to do more work. It's not like they were looking to outshine all the other players, but they had no choice. They had to work, you know? Um, and then, of course, the fourth goal comes in a poor freaking corner kick. Terrible corner kick. Nobody was defending the guy for play. Like, just basically terrible defending all around this game. We basically, we sucked. Uh, it was a terrible game. But just like I said again, just because we had one terrible game doesn't mean we are done forever, you know? But, um, but yeah, once... Once that happens, you know, it is what it is. So we're going to jump in into the next segment. Segment. So it was a 4-0 game, of course. Um, and a terrible game for the Houston Dynamo. We are hoping the next one is going to be better, of course. But before we go on to our next opponent, uh, let me give you, let me talk about the other, uh, no, actually, let me do the player ratings. And I'm actually going to do these. Um, at the moment, so I'm not gonna prepare anything. I'm just gonna do them at the moment. So I, I'll work out my brain with you guys here on the podcast. Um, so um, who do we have? We have Marco Marich. Uh, Marich. So Marco, um, he had one play that we were like, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" And thank God, uh, what's his face, uh, number seven. Uh, I'm blanking out his name. I wrote it down, but. Um, sorry, uh, Russell, Russell, um, thank God he didn't score that, but if, if he would, if we would have done that, I think it would have been bad. So we'll give Marco, we'll give him a six just because he had like three good saves. So, you know, even though he had a terrible game, he got scored on four times, obviously not his fault, poor defending. He still got some good saves. So, you know what? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to give him a six. Um, just, he ate four goals. So, we'll do that. Sarek Valentin, like I said, he was probably one of the better players out there. But still, you know, moments where defending was kind of eh, shaky. So, we're just going to give him a six. Dude, I think the highest number is going to be a six today. Figueroa and Kiki, just fuck effing reckless. I'm trying not to curse, just in case there's kids listening. Um... Uh, Figueroa and Kiki, terrible, both, um, just, just bad, you know, I'm not saying like all the defensive decisions fall under them, but you guys are the center back, you are the one that, you know, runs that defense, you're the one that yells, you're the one that tells people what to do, so I'm gonna give them four each, Figueroa four, Kiki four, also, those yellow cards, freaking reckless, stupid, like, come on guys. Lundy, Lundy was freaking lost. Um, I don't know if it wasn't for Memo. I don't think he would have had as as much of a good game as he did, to be honest. So we're just gonna give him a four as well. Vera, 
like Vida and Boniac, they they're going to get a five. And uh, they're only going to get a five because they did a little bit better than others, but they were still freaking lost. Um, at times they were caught up too high or too or too low, um, like you know, too up the field or too back in the field, giving so much space in that midfield. It was terrible. Uh, T Mac, T Mac, you're going to get a three, bro, because you are lost as a mud trucker. Even though you had two two like touches here and there. And you had an opportunity to take a shot that you sent to the moon. You know, you'll just get a three. Tomas Martinez, you're going to get a two. Bro, you, out of everybody, you're going to be judged the hardest. And why is that? Because you're a DP. You're supposed to be at the caliber of greats. You're supposed to be at the caliber of a team that is conducting, or a player that is conducting the team. You are to be of a caliber of a number 10. You have it on your back. You're not acting like it. You're not playing like it. You're not. You have sparks, but sparks are not firing anything up. So I'm going to have to give you a two. It's funny how I'm acting like I'm talking to the actual players. Memo. Memo, you're going to get a six. A six. A six, just like uh, Zarek Valentin. Uh, because I think you and him were the only ones that were actually attacked. You know what? I'm going to give you a seven. Because you actually had shot and goal. You actually tried. You actually had shot that even though they went to the moon like T-Mac, you had more than one. And you created your opportunities. You created the ways for you to fight. You're the one that were fighting in that corner and giving Lundy a good balls. You were the one trying to find Manotas and run with them. You were the only one basically that kind of gave his heart and soul for this team today. I'm not saying other people didn't. I'm just saying that it looked better on you. So, yeah. And then Manotas, I don't know, man. Manotas is, it's, he was all by himself. I don't, I really don't know what to say about him. I'm just going to give him a five. I'm just going to keep him neutral. Um, he, 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 at one point in time, I don't think I can't blame him, but he was the one giving passes. He was the one putting through balls. It's like, no, you're supposed to be up there and you're supposed to be getting, getting the balls. But also, I understand you don't have a game creator. You don't have a player behind you that can create balls. You don't have a, a player behind you that can put you some through balls. You don't have a player of, you know, that can kind of give you a, a nice um, cross and stuff like that. So, can't blame you. So, it is what it is. I'll give you a five because it is what it is. So, I'll be posting these online <clears throat> uh, during the week. So, you can give me your uh, ratings. And like I said, people always tell me I go too high. So, you know, I'm giving you my reasons here why why I picked these numbers. Um, and then the next thing that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the other the other team. Obviously, I already talked about them and I freaking praised them how good they were playing. But one thing also that stood out um, was how great their subs were. Freaking Jarso came in. And he scored a goal that didn't count, but obviously we all know that it could have counted. Uh, Buzio came in, freaking wrecked it. He he was the one that got the foul that led to the corner, that led to the fourth goal. And then Hurtado had a couple of instances where he was pretty dangerous. Um, so, dude, three um, people that came off the bench that could have easily started and could have easily scored and they could have easily had a great game like the other guys did so shout outs to ace um skc 
I know we're supposed to have a rivalry with them, but whenever a team beats you fair and square and they just show a good soccer like match, you know, it's there's nothing you can do but just give them a hand, you know. Um, but yeah, also another statistic, um, they had 17 shots, seven shots on goal. We had nine shots, one shot on goal. Terrible. All our shots were nowhere near or nowhere close the freaking goal. We only had one. And Memo got like five of those maybe. Um, and then one player or a couple of, yeah, I'm just going to keep it up. One player that stood out to me that maybe it wasn't one of the popular ones like uh, Kinda, uh, Pulido, Gerso, uh, Buzio that everybody uh, praised and stuff like that. And also Russell. Russell had a good game too. Um, but it, one of the players that stood out to me was number six. Um, is it Eiley or Ely? Um, but yeah, he was, that dude had a great first half, first of all. Second half, he, he kind of, you know, kind of like in the in, in the background. But that dude was wrecking. Um, wrecking in the sense that um, you didn't know he was there. But if he was missing, he would have made a great difference. Um so let me just give you some statistics. Not statistics, but I just want to read more of his more of his bio, um, like I did with um, Katai last last week. Um, so here, let me go to find this. Find the club. Um, ba -ba -da -ba -dum, the players, and we're gonna go find. This guy, that is, what's your name, bro? Where you at? Where you at? See, I should have done this before. Eli Sanchez. He's from Barcelona, Spain. Ooh, Spanish guy. 29 years old. Uh, Good-looking guy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's true. Reading his bio explains a lot. He's actually a product of La Masia, the youth academy out in Barcelona. So that shows a lot of why I liked him a lot. Um, I really love players that can actually play with the ball on their feet. Uh, he comes out of freaking Spain and Germany, pro playing professionally over there. He played in uh, Barcelona B, uh, which is the second division team for Barcelona from 2009 to 2014. And he played for El Elche FC, but yeah, pretty cool guy. I'm gonna keep, like I said, I'm gonna keep uh, writing players down from all the teams that I like. So maybe whenever they ask me, hey Christian, who do you think we should uh, buy? Then I'll be like, hey, I have a freaking list. So then maybe they'll listen to me and then they'll go and buy somebody. But um, Elie Elie Sanchez is a great player from SKC, so keep an eye on him. Cause I keep I kept an eye on him, and that dude wrecked it tonight. Um, so yeah, let's talk about our next opponent in the next segment, and that would be it. We're gonna shut it down. We're gonna keep it, try to keep it short and, and lovely. Um, so next opponent is going to be uh, Sounders, Seattle Sounders, uh, the recent, most recent. MLS champions, the Seattle Sounders. Um, they played a game against, um, I actually just saw the little recap, the 15-minute recap that uh, MLS provides. They played Columbus Crew. They had a really tough game with them. 
um, tied 1-1 at home. Um, but let me tell you about the players that are coming up that we have to kind of look out for. So Jordan Morris, I think we all have heard of his name by now. Um, Jordan Morris played a freaking good game. Um, and then his last game, he was named Man of the Week, basically, for the whole MLS. So obviously, they're coming out strong. And also, they had... Um, the, I'm just going to name names. They had Rui Diaz, they have Roldan, they have Lodeiro, and they have Ibarra that we should have bought. Um, so they have a bunch of players um, that are pretty good, and we're going to have to actually be aware of on the next game. Um, <clears throat> so whenever you go, you know, you go to the next game, which is Saturday of next week. What day is, what day is it? What day is it? Um, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. Saturday, 14, 7.30 p.m. BBVA Stadium. Check it out. Be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be, uh... Also do media stuff. I think my brother's going to go. I think my dad is going to go. So we're going to be hanging out before the game. Uh, some bar maybe with the Surge and uh, El Batachon. Uh, maybe with the Texan Army. I don't know yet. Um, but I wanted to actually meet Bandera Negra and Texan Army. Yet. I haven't I haven't been hanging out with them or I haven't ha hung out with them. I've heard, I've hung out. How is the, what's the term? What's, what's the conjugation for that? I hung out with the surge uh, for a little bit um, but we'll see we'll see what happens but I'll be there Saturday cheering on the Houston Dynamo and obviously trying to get some information together to give you another podcast so we're going to shut it down right here thank you again for listening uh, thank you for uh, looking out for the for the podcast and the video on YouTube so uh, I told myself I was never going to do this but I'm going to do it anyways so subscribe like share, do whatever you have to do. Um, and thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. So see you guys later. Hope you all have a great night and let's go Dynamo Forever Orange. Hold it down, baby.